0: Welcome to the Best of Buds Podcast. This is Ben Hensley, here with your boy Carlos Contreras. Second in Manal, downtown Albuquerque.
1: The Artist Factory. The Artist Factory. Ben, we're sitting in the Artist Factory, man. I'm happy to be here with you, my friend.
0: It's going to be a nice day. We don't have a guest today, but we are going to uh, discuss some topical things surrounding the cannabis biz here in Albuquerque and in Mexico. It's pretty impactful stuff. It's stuff that you don't see all the time, this type of legislation. But I guess to dive right in, one of the things that we're going to be talking about today is the International Brotherhoods of Firefighters are lobbying on behalf of firefighters and other first responders to be able to use medical cannabis when they're not on shift. And of course that comes with certain parameters and that's on the details, but kind of, kind of initially before we dive in, like, what, what's your opinion on that? I mean, uh, there's there are a bunch of different psychological and pain medications that I would argue probably affect people a lot more and a lot more severely than cannabis
1: does. Yeah, I I, I would agree, Ben. I will I will say ditto on feeling that way. I'd also say like. I'm scared people are gonna get lost in the weeds here, no pun intended.
0: Right? Yeah, exactly. Like they're gonna, they're not gonna see the forest for the trees. Another.
1: <laughs> 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 Where's our symbols, bro? Oh
0: shit! That's right. Oh, I got, I got another. Oh wait. Uh, how about we? Oh no! Uh, I said the no, Wrong button. <laughs> boom.
1: There we go. There we go. Yeah, heavy legislation probably has. I can we see? Do we know who the bill? Who who's sponsoring the bill?
0: Yeah, so it's a uh, it's House Bill two ninety two that's coming up. Um, I don't know who. Let's see if we can see the sponsors here. It doesn't say that who the sponsors are in the report from Channel Seven, but it does say that the you know, the firefighters union. Is backing. In fact, let's go ahead and see what the news has to say on the subject, real quick.
1: Let's give a listen.
0: Here, hold on, hold on. before we
1: do. Hold on, hold on.
0: Mass technical difficulties. Technical learning is really what you know, we're
1: failing forward right in front of your okay. eyes or All in right. your ear holes.
0: All right. Did I just? No. Let's do this.
1: Let's listen to the news. Oh,
0: there was his with the ad so much. We'll play the ad here for just a second and then we'll get to it. But I don't know, I think it should definitely benefit me between the, the amount of PTSD that firefighters are potentially exposed to and what they deal with, even like from an injury standpoint. Yeah. yeah I don't necessarily I mean of course we're advocates, but I don't I don't necessarily feel that it's a problem. I feel it's it's regulatable just like anything else
1: i think it is ben i think it's as manageable as being able to go out and have a drink on your day off
0: right without consequence you know and as long as those individuals who we already trust as firefighters can handle themselves as a responsible individual you know what's the problem let's let's hear what all shelly ribando has to say about it
1: shelly what you saying have some limitations how's Medical cannabis has been legal in New Mexico since 2007, but it does have some limitations. House Bill 292 is looking to change that. And although the bill is not intended specifically for firefighters, the president of the local firefighters union tells us it could be the first step in allowing them access.
0: So we would use responsible policy to address everything that we would, just like alcohol and not only alcohol, but other prescribed medications that we're not allowed to use when we're working on the job.
1: Firefighter unions say medical cannabis would be just another mental health resource for first responders. New Mexico is not the only state that's approached medical cannabis for first responders. The bill has passed one House Committee and is now headed to the House Judiciary Committee. So so now hearing that Ben, I have I have a thing to add here that I fear. Lay it on me. I fear we're gonna tie it up in committees. So, uh, I don't know much about much. If I was on Ozarks, I would use Ruth's. I don't know shit about fuck. But, um, <laughs> I gotta argue that she would find a way to get that shit done, though, at the same time. Rose would get the bill passed. Yeah, she
0: wouldn't take no shit from nobody.
1: Yeah, but I I, I just, it's, I don't know where we're at in the session. Do we, do we know how many more days are left? That's a good, we should know this.
0: That would have been a good thing to look up before we uh, decided Let's see. uh, Let's see. What's... So, NM House Session Calendar 2023. Does that sound about right? Let's see. All right. So, our legislative calendar for this year...
1: I mean, it's been going for a while. I don't know how it many... It has already, yeah. If it was a 30-day session, it was a 60-day session. Do they do like 30, 60, 90, or 30, 60, or 60, 90?
0: 30, and like they're off if they have... The, I don't know, I think 30 is a special session. I think 90 is a standard session, but that's the once-a-year
1: one, right? Or is it...
0: I, I, we're, we're spitballing here, guys. We don't,
1: we don't know. We're, yeah. we're trying to figure this out. And I and I think, you know, I don't, I don't mind... Being ignorant to these facts in, in people's ears either because I think this is the average person right like so <laughs> well, not not your average person I necessarily think knows the dates of your legislative session do we know them though
0: yeah so, so it looks like it's going to be going from January 3rd and it looks like it goes through April 7th and then they have uh, an effective date of legislation not a general appropriation blah, 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 blah of June 16th. So it looks like the first half of 2023 is where we're going to see the house make the uh, decision on this type of stuff.
1: Yeah. And that has to be done. It sounds like by April 7th, it probably has to be like quote unquote sent to the governor's desk. And then she can choose not to sign it. Right. I think that's, that's a thing in, in our legislative body is that, uh, not just this bill, but any bill that goes through all uh, the necessary steps to then get to the governor's desk, she has the ability not to sign. Yeah, she can veto right away, too. I mean, so
0: that's the thing. It's, it has to go through, you said a committee, then it has to go through one side of the house and the other side of the house, then the governor's desk. And I think, I mean, Michelle Hung Grisham has proven to be pretty pro cannabis. You know, I mean, she calls a special session just to get it legalized. So. Who knows? Maybe there's an opportunity for that there.
1: Well, and I don't even know. Does it does it go to the house and come out of house committees and then go to the Senate? Is that a thing? Because I'm almost feeling, or is that a whole other process? Is that for other legislative decisions?
0: Honestly, I can't speak to that, but it's but like you said, it's like with them saying it, it's at judiciary, what judiciary committee, right yeah. now. Yeah. So I, I guess that's where they assume, like where. You know, liability would be determined how it's insurable, that kind of thing, or if it is at all, so that way they can pursue move forward. But I want to say that there, uh, let's see, more there are a lot of states that already do it. I want to say Seattle or Washington State's one of them. Uh, I think maybe New York State might be one of them. I got to look this up.
1: And I, I, I want us to look up, too, Ben, real quick, just the process. Let's see. Like a bill goes up in the New Mexico legislature. What is the process? Because that will tell us. And then we can tell you kind of where where 292, House Bill 292, which I believe uh, if you go to your .gov, you could probably search for. Um, but let's try and get a little bit further down the funnel here.
0: So apparently just – so how bill becomes a law. You make so, all right, so what this is is like our own little – Schoolhouse Rock for New Mexico. Yep. Episode real quick. So, bills passed by the legislature must be submitted to the governor for approval prior to becoming law. If the governor signs a bill, it becomes law. If the governor vetoes it, the legislature may override it by a two-thirds majority. So, it sounds like it gets voted on, then goes to committee, and then once committee decides on it, then it'll go to the governor. And then if she doesn't sign it, they get kicked back to the House, and then they can revote on it. But it requires two-thirds... For them to overrule it.
1: Okay, so I made it more complicated than it was. Like I do with all things in my <laughs> life. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, and you, you heard it on the news, and you just mentioned it, Ben. What other states, man? Like New Mexico, I feel like, has an opportunity here to care about our first responders, to listen um, when others are speaking up around the nation saying, Look, we need this as a mental health resource, it's regulated, it's manufactured, so to speak, locally. Um, when you think about it like that from a healthcare standpoint, it's money going back into a local system for medication. <laughs> and that, my friend, might be where things get hung up as well. What do you think about that? Big Pharma. Shutting down local cannabis, Whoa, maybe
0: one hundred. Well, I think that's been the case for a long time now. I mean, like, all right, so let's. I mean, you can take this back all the way to how you know pot got illegal, anyways, right? How cannabis sure. and that was over what newspaper and, and what type of paper they were going to use. Uh, I want to believe.
1: Oh, I don't even know.
0: Ah, see, so, I should
1: know my pot history. So yeah,
0: so let's take let's take a little little walk down this road. So originally, this the. Like, you know how we call it, you know, marijuana or, you know, weed, all those slang terms. Reefer. Reefer. All came from this propaganda campaign that one of the large newspapers, I forget who the operator was, but it was like, you know, one of your Rockefeller type, you know, business tycoons. And it was versus a hemp factory type produced newspaper versus a pulp paper factory. And this was to get the hemp factory to go out of business so they could use pulp paper
1: what a trip man see that's the crazy thing right but is that it has been this alternative fuel source alternative uh material for a number of things since its inception and discovery and now in the what are we 21st century
0: oh dude all those old like historical documents that you crazy that, oh, that's on parchment you know that's, it's all it's all hemp parchment
1: yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean, it all went wrong at oil and gas, right? Like, is is that part of this story ultimately as well? Capitalism.
0: <laughs> but, no, I, I like capitalism. I can't really knock that. It allows for, for free markets, but at the same time, those free markets can be manipulated by players like that, though, right? So you have someone comes out and says, look at all the Mexicans smoking all that damn weed. What do you pull paper? it was like what
1: but he got what he wanted yeah i mean and that's another thing right i think it's interesting there are all these layers to it and you just hit on another one like this uh in the legalization of marijuana the call for sort of the decriminalization of it and then the retroactive activity in terms of absolving folks of crimes related to marijuana, right? Like, how do we get rid of rap sheets for possession or for sale of what now is going out of the storefronts of downtowns? Um, well, and see, that's that's, that's
0: that's another very interesting point you bring up because I mean, I'm sure you saw in the news that uh, President Joe Biden he he uh, did he he uh, he, was, he pardoned everyone that had a federal weed uh, offense. He pardoned them. The catch is, not a lot of people have federal weed offenses. A lot of them are in state, but none of those state ones were were waived, right? So if you had a federal weed charge but also had state charges, you're still locked up. It was kind of, well, that's great, but, you know.
1: Nobody went anywhere. Right. Interesting, yeah. I mean, I don't, it's crazy, man. I think systematically things are Institutionally set up to be racially divided, uh, to be obstacles, um, obstacles to be presented by a way of one skin color, one way or another. And so, even in this local scene or in the statewide legalization from state to state, I think what you're seeing too is like affluent, typically Anglo. Folks being able to buy into the situation that is commercialized consumer recreational cannabis. And uh, Albuquerque, I think, could do that differently. I-, I wonder, and I would like to have somebody on here to answer some questions around what ownership looks like. Because that's what I was going to get to, is like, what percentage of our dispensaries now in Albuquerque are owned by... What, what today's term would be people of color, right? And then what? how long, because I've heard rumblings of it, will it be before there is a certain kind of, uh, my folks in the craft beer scene know this, an in-bev situation. So how long before a giant brand is consumed the majority of Albuquerque's, uh, what seems to be like a micro dispensary market, even at the front, right like the, the signs aren't changing, but who owns uh, the actual shop on paper is different and I wonder when that scale tips completely here in Albuquerque to be long winded.
0: Oh that's that's a tough one. I mean so I mean, if you just look at what the governor says about how you know this will kind of change the way our workforce. Is I mean, I was kind of reading another article here that's kind of going through about how many states have passed legislation that protects medical and recreational cannabis users from uh, being terminated into their jobs because they use cannabis. So only five states right now actually have employee protections in place. Sesame Connecticut, Montana, strangely enough, Nevada, New Jersey and New York.
1: Kudos to you.
0: Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're going to get something special. Right? So we're going to give them uh, uh Let's give them a... There you go.
1: That sounds about right. Shout out to Montana.
0: Big sky <laughs> country. I want to come at you.
1: I see you, Montana. Montana's got legal meat now. That's cool, man. Yeah. It'd, probably, it'd probably be really cool to be stoned in Montana some days.
0: I would imagine it's probably pretty cool to be still to Montana every day.
1: Every day. Montana, will will come visit soon, Montana. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, why not? Uh, to to speak to what you just brought up, like, I don't know. I've I've always strayed away from a job that's going to test for marijuana. I'm just going to I'm put it out there, man. If you're going to make me pee in a cup and worry about what I do on my own free time, I I just, like, trust goes both ways, and so I, I'm not with it. I'm not with it. And then if I've, sorry, and then if I've gone so far as to, to invest in my own knowledge about myself and my health, and it's been prescribed as a medication, then how dare you? So, yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I mean, I, but truthfully,
0: it's, you know, how critical is it for someone to be drug-tested at Best Buy?
1: Exactly. Right? exactly. Like, I
0: mean, and the thing is, it's not the pothead that's going to be stealing from you. But you can identify a meth head, crackhead, you know, someone struggling on Coke. That's recognizable
1: on the surface. Yeah, but, man. I think all all addictions show themselves uh, in, in some ugly ways. And, you know, I think what's funny... You just got to square up on it. What's funny about... um. <laughs> What's funny about marijuana, I guess, cannabis, I I I we call it what we want now. Um, is really that like the ugliest ways it shows up is in like falling asleep <laughs> a little too yeah. early yeah, yeah, or yeah. eating a little too much. And so I, I think it's kinda crazy, yeah. Like why fire somebody because uh, of something they did, sometimes like two weeks ago at a party, <laughs> you know. So that's wild. Uh, kudos to the states that have have done that to protect your workforce. Hopefully, we'll see something like that come come across the governor's desk in later legislative sure. sessions. Sure, yeah. sure.
0: But I mean, there is a flip side to it too, and, and you know, it's got you have to kind of present both sides. We're advocates here, but at the same time, you have to present both sides of the argument, right? So, so there is problems with kind of determining. How fast people metabolize them versus another person, you know, how what the parameters will be for use, whether it will be 12 hours before a shift or you know, firefighters work 48 on 96 off a lot of times. So, are they allowed to micro during a show? Like, you know, what does that look like, or is it not for firefighters at all? Is it really more for like AFR's administrative staff, right? Like, I mean, who could be for me it if it's not. There was a specific clause that says that anyone who has to carry a firearm, operate a commercial licensed vehicle, or job performance is dependent, like like you have life or death responsibility, so that means like paramedics, you know, probably firefighters, police officers may not have that same access as administrators within the same organization. Yeah,
1: it could be for your firefighters that are in like the. Uh, city planning, like they do your permitting and stuff. Yeah, it's a fire marshal coming that has that throughout his back because he fell through a roof, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, I, and I think in that respect and regard, like, those guys have, have done their time, so to speak, right? Like, they've put in the years to end up in the positions that they've chosen to be in and they no longer have life in their hands, so to speak.
0: Yeah, they're not operating a truck, they're not, you know, they're, they're checking to see if your fire alarms have batteries and you got the lights that you need in your... In your Facility, right? So, I would agree. Get that man some pot.
1: Well, and 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 not only that, but then check this out: Presbyterians writing a prescription to like a, a local dispensary. <laughs> In theory, you know, perhaps instead of like you're picking up pills at CVS.
0: Oh, that's a whole other thing, man. I mean, like the pharmaceutical industry. Is a big reason why America has an opiate crisis that it does.
1: So we'll. Ne- so so are you? I guess yeah. I'm wrong. We're never gonna see Presbyterian write a script for medical marijuana.
0: I don't think so. Just because the pharmaceutical. I mean that's the thing. Like these medications are derived and concentrated from opiates and things like marijuana. You know what I mean? We just want. We just want access to the stuff that. You know, it just comes out of the ground. Like, why do we have to refine it, concentrate it, and put it into a pill form for it to be effective, right? Well, you don't. You have to do that so you can make money as a pharmaceutical company.
1: I see. So you're saying, I mean, yeah, then ultimately we would be taking, like, weed pills from a pharmaceutical company if we're prescribed. That's what's going to happen. Because they're going to figure out how to compress it, concentrate it, in the ways that it's probably being done now, but then sell it back to us if that ever happens so whatever. well, never, it, it,
0: well it'll, never, it'll never be called
1: that it'll be called like uh, uh
0: cannabinoxin you well, know <laughs> well, well yeah
1: no and, and 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 yeah and the jokes aside from it i guess in in the sense that there are those drugs out there now that you think about it i mean they've been out there for years in terms of like marinol have you ever heard of marinol no, it's no, yeah, and it's for ca- cancer patients primarily, I think, and in situations probably otherwise used. It's it's an appetite uh, inducer basically because it's it's a it's got some some form of THC in it. So um, for folks that need to eat and put put some weight on due to some sort of illness, chronic illness, or uh, often I think probably terminal illness. But we digress. I mean, I think it's just a crazy layered. Broad and interesting subject. I wonder if it gets through this year. If it doesn't, you know, I wonder what the support will look like for it in in the years approaching. Because I think we would love to have somebody on to talk about it. I mean, I, I, I don't want to muddy the waters, um, but I want to understand, right? Like as an advocate for what this thing is in our community that is cannabis, as somebody that wants to just like shed light on the industry in a way that allows us all to feel informed or able to find a source of information, then I, I'd be down to talk to someone.
0: Well, I think it's important for us to present not only the recreational side and the, and the good times around you know, cannabis that you can have, but there are so many different other facets to the industry, like you know, the economical impacts, the, uh, the social impact, just how it's perceived, like this particular issue... Uh, and then I, th- you know, just I think we will see a revolution of people utilizing it more for medical purposes as the research gets done. But the problem is federally, you're running the same problem. And what's that? That marijuana is still a Schedule One narcotic, which means at the university level, at the laboratory level, at uh, you know all these different research opportunities are being missed because of the schedule
1: one classification yeah man i, I it's like uh, a weird like i i wonder if that layer will ever dissolve i guess right like well and i don't i don't yeah I, I guess it probably won't we're gonna live in this we will i i wonder if our kids will see it we're gonna live in this gray area of depending on what state you're in you gotta go buy it Right, you're never going to be able to fly with it, probably. Well, that's probably true. Unless, unless
0: you know, a federal legalization would would be the best way for it to be adopted, you know, overall. But you're right. I mean, there's there's too much lobbying otherwise to keep it illegal. I mean, like, for example, I mean, another angle is, is privatizing prisons, right? So if you have a prison that's a business that you need to bring new revenue in for it to sustain itself—
1: you don't want any petty laws being taken out of the books. You yeah. want every petty law you can. Well, yeah, man. I mean, I think you d- doing away with possession. You know, giving, giving out, handing out $50 citations in cities like Albuquerque now uh, instead of putting handcuffs on people. there's certainly the hurting the Wackenhuts of the world. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah, want definitely. Sh- shout out to Wackenhut. You suck uh you know the the amount of fucking people put in in holding because of petty possession crimes is just ridiculous and particularly in places like Albuquerque New Mexico i bet you could name a few detroit michigan i bet um i don't know rattle off another 5 las vegas nevada's probably oh, another Oh
0: well one. so like small towns like so it's weird right so you know how there was that oil boom in north dakota so a lot of these small little towns you know they didn't have their own law enforcement but a prison company would erect a prison, and then they would even send out private police. And it was something that the states allow, right? Like, you know, PRC definitely has to allow that kind of thing to go on. But, you know, these, it's not like these citizens were like, oh, we need to have more organized law enforcement. No, that should just show it up, and then it just starts keeping people in their
1: jails so they can have, I mean, it's literally a business yeah i mean that's that's the the crazy thing right and and so now we're we on to another topic of like this idea that prison systems and the way that they're constructed are of course a business in america and it's like you see it in rural new mexico where do people work that's where they work man you go anywhere north of albuquerque and a lot of the people work at the state penitentiary you go anywhere <laughs> south of like los lunas and a lot of people work at, at at the southern penitentiary you know and so like what, what do we do about that as like things legalize and decriminalize and change like we hopefully dismantle some of these systems man but like i think it's a scary thing i think it's a scary thing for cities and particularly rural areas more conservative to look at legalization of drugs as a good thing when typically in rural areas i'm just going to say it like you have harder drugs man you you don't have i think like I mean, maybe they're there or, you know, pot's being consumed. But you go to some, some rural area, areas in New Mexico, and it's it's heroin. It's, it's oxycodone. That's you're over
0: talking about you. You guys yeah. are cleaning up up there, man. Hey, it'd be nice. Hey, it's all good. Just, just smoke a little weed. Just leave the chiva alone, man. You know? well,
1: yeah, well, and I think that's the thing, man. I think that if we could get folks to focus on it as the possibility of that in those towns, right? Like, I think it is really uh, uh, an olive branch of hope uh one of recovery one of a different kind of 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 different like I, I i i've worked with addicts a majority of my life at this point actually and and i feel like i mean even as a as a person in recovery myself i think um it's you're wired differently <coughs> and uh, marijuana in, in some instances can allow you to feel okay being wired differently
0: I would agree, it, it just helps you,
1: I feel like it helps me just kind of access
0: everything that I have in my head, right, like, it kind of slows down the thought process for me, it allows me to focus a little bit, uh, gives you the munchies like hell, but, you know, what? kind of, I like it so much better than the feeling of being drunk, right, like it's not it's it's not comparable necessarily I think people kind of misconstrue by comparing them as like a, like being on an equal plane you know what I mean and you know if I were <laughs> I would say if I were to consume daily the amount of alcohol that would be comparable to the amount of pot that I smoke I mean bro I would be sloppy you know what I mean and, and maybe, maybe I smoke a little too much, but but that being said, I mean like alcohol would you know I would be debilitated. I'd be illegal to operate anything. You know what I mean? Much less be be a dad or an attentive dad. You know?
1: Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say I'll, I'll do you one better there in the sense that I think there are definitely parts of my life Ben where I've done that. Like I've I've consumed probably almost an equal amounts alcohol to marijuana. Like. You know, and, and and that's nothing to, like, brag about. That's something to say, like, there, there became a breaking point with alcohol. Uh, uh, you know, like, nothing in, in excess is a good thing. Both of them were being pretty much used excessively. Uh, I chose to, to put the alcohol down, and marijuana has allowed me to manage putting the alcohol down um, in a way that, like, allows my life to manage, right? And it's not that my life was, like... Off the rails, man. But when you go to, we'll just be real. When you go to AA, they say you get there right because you've you've decided at that point your life in some way has become unmanageable. Mine definitely was. Uh, these days, it's not great all the time, but it's manageable, man. And 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 I will say this, and then I'm going to stop talking about my life. But like, <laughs> I take a drug every day that that winds my brain up, so um, I'm I wake up at 100 miles an hour. So. Uh, You know, sometimes a a little bit of THC in the mix at some point in my day uh, allows me to slow down to a point where everything's just going to be okay. Um, And that's a good thing, man. I I don't have any problem talking about that with anybody that wants to ask about my personal experience. Everyone's experience is different.
0: 100%. And that's... I just wish people weren't so judgy. Yeah,
1: man. That's all.
0: That's all right. Like, you know, I'm not looking at you, I'm talking shit about how you're wearing some stupid ass mom jeans and got your fupa sticking out. You know, no one says shit to you. Why are you gonna give me shit about my eyes? You, know? you just got mad there, Ben. Mad. I got mad. I got angry. Ben, I think like so. I don't need to show up to work, and the first thing I hear is, "Boy, your eyes are redder than the devil's dick." I don't need to hear that. That's harassment.
1: That is inappropriate, that's what that is. Jeez Louise.
0: You don't you don't have any superiors either, well, I guess. That was a long time ago.
1: No, yeah. I mean I get it though, right? Like I get the idea and the stigma behind like, oh that person's eyes are red. Oh are you hungry? Your eyes are redder than the devil's dick. He said it twice. God damn it. Ben He said it twice. Um yeah, but I get It's it. one of my favorites. I know, I can tell. <laughs> Yeah, I get it, though. Like, I get this idea that, like, cool, now I have to feel a certain kind of way, right? Like, I think there is a stigma. There is this pothead thing. There is this, oh. And I think it's, I mean, it obviously stems from, like, the whole reefer madness times. And then has gained things as a stereotype over the years, shed things as a stereotype over the years. And now it's just really fucking gray, man. Because... Now, now it was cool if you could like prove you needed it medically. and then now, across the country, they're just saying, look at the look at the revenue tool we have. That's what municipalities have done is it's like how do we how do we balance these books? And I don't blame them. I don't blame them, but now 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 no, everything is wrong. I mean
0: the thing is is I wish they really are gonna spend it on education, like they claim and
1: all that shit. like
0: I wish. I wish we saw a better result in New Mexico. I mean, it's... Our education sucks, but that's that's a whole other topic. That's like a whole three-hour podcast right there. Well, I mean... Yeah, I mean... Like isn't, isn't that what the revenue stream from this is supposed to be going to? Like, to mainly education and a couple other things. And that and oil and gas revenue?
1: I I mean, it's it's... Those are... That's a loaded question i think in the sense that like
0: that's what shelly ribando said
1: yeah oh did she i don't know but oh. i'm gonna implicate her <laughs> um no i mean i think ideally yes i think surface level probably broad messaging yes like when we get into the thick of things like the bills we see go up to the governor's desk and the budget that gets constructed that's where the proof will be in the pudding. In the next five to ten years, I guess you know, like, where, where, where in our budget will they point at to say, here is the tax revenue generated from sales of marijuana from X date to X date, totaling the sum of Y, right? Because I think here, I just want to say, like, yeah, I think, I think we have to be patient, folks. <coughs> We're coming up on a year, April one, right? Of of recreational legalization. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I think and so I think we get, we have to give it like a couple of legislative cycles you have to give it probably another gubernatorial cycle like before you're really gonna see like infrastructure change I think our roads need to get better before you see our schools change you know you made the school school point or we're in a dismal situation um and then I think like you gotta do some things about I know everybody talks about sustainability sustainability sustainability. I ain't, I ain't saying I don't love the earth, man, but like, where's the workforce development and investment in communities? You know, like, just like, what what do we need to keep ourselves all right? Like, I get it. We got to love the earth around us and it's got to support us, but how do we support ourselves? What are we going to do about that in Albuquerque? I'd like to see some workforce well, see,
0: development. That,
1: that, that, like you said, brings up a whole other topic, right? Like,
0: what I would say New Mexico suffers from what they call brain drain. drain. You ever heard of that term, brain drain? Yep. So, I mean, I never went to college. I run restaurants. That's kind of like what, that's what my skill set is, is kind of customer service, that kind of thing. But we have a very robust scientific community here that kids get raised in, in that environment. But they get these great jobs that are in California, that are in Nevada, that are... In Texas, you know, like, you know, you have a uh, Tesla, or not, you have Tesla, open up Giga factories in Austin. You have uh, their, what's what's on there, Brownsville, what do they call that facility for SpaceX? I forget what the name of it is, but they have a giant facility down there. So it's just, you know, all these missed opportunities at the state level again to get these type of jobs. And then the people leave, and then we're stuck with, I mean, and, and then that, that circles back. To the drug problem.
1: Well, and so it it does. Um, And so maybe what used to be a drug, considered a drug, and still is at a federal level, but at a state level is now, you know, been legalized in cannabis can be the solution, right? Like, because you said it yourself, like scientists, right? Like we have the labs here. Well, we had scientists on an episode already, and they don't do lab work for anything but a cannabis. Uh, producer and grower right outlaw extracts was on was on so like maybe you see the cannabis industry start to fill the holes of some of this uh, of some of these uh you know like the holes in the boat like how how do we stop them from going anywhere well maybe we present new opportunities so uh do you want to be a scientist in a lab that's doing extractions do you want to be uh do an MBA track that has you then running a large scale cannabis operation do you want marketing and advertising to focus on content creation so you can get out and freelance in a world that's requiring a content created around the topic kind of marketing like all of that is a need will we meet the need and not just buy weed i like that that should be a campaign will we meet the weed Damn it. Will we meet the need or just buy weed? You tell me, New Mexico. You tell me. I've stunned. I had, him. I had
0: to say that a couple times in my
1: head, but I like it. I stunned him. I stunned him. <laughs> Stone Cold stunned him, man. I I don't know, Ben. I think we have a lot to talk about. I'm I'm about talked out. What do you think? You
0: No, I think we you, covered what we wanted to cover for today. I think um uh, you know we just want to keep keep everyone aware, keep ourselves on top of the issues as well and and do these do these other you know shorter podcasts without guests to just, just to keep everyone informed about what is going on legally and how it affects you and where you live. So I think as long as we can keep this up and keep providing this uh, ever improving podcast going, then then uh, I'm, I'm all the better for it
1: yeah man I, i'd just say like uh, just as some bidding farewell words like i, I want to echo what your sentiment had to say and and just say yeah we're here as sort of advocates right like i don't we're certainly not subject matter experts i don't think anyone is um at least across the board you know i don't want to i don't want to catch flack We we are we're not owners of any cannabis product or brand or otherwise, which I think leaves us in a very sort of fun and privileged place. Um, we can speak a little bit freely about things. We can have an opinion. So the opinions that we share are our opinions. And uh, if you have a differing opinion, that's fine, right? Like in, and if you have uh, a suggestion, a concern, a comment, or like a, a did you know? Or, uh, this is who you should talk to about that. Or, actually, this is wrong, but this is how it goes, right? About anything that you hear. Our ears are open. Also,
0: I'm a star production is not responsible, nor do they
1: agree with or condone. <laughs> For real, though. No. Nah, man. I mean, it's, it, it feels, <coughs> it just does not feel real all the time. You know, I think that, um, you know, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put Ben on blast here before we go. Sometimes we're out in public. Like we went to Vegas, and he was scared to smoke in public. Don't tell anybody to smoke weed. He was scared to smoke in public. I'm a, I'm a little bit afraid to like talk about it publicly and wonder who's listening and disagreeing because it is a controversial topic. So I'm saying we're having a conversation. If you'd like to have a conversation, we invite one. And uh, with that.
0: Well, hold, there's there's one more thing I want to give a shout oh, out to. Shout outs,
1: shout outs, shout outs. Out.
0: Just we got one shout out real quick because we came across a very cool product yesterday. Hold on, hold on. Uh, one thing we want to, let us see, make sure I get the name right here. But we came across uh, an extract company who is putting out a lime salt, y'all. That's right. So a THC lime salt. What? Maybe I'll go on your refreshing Corona. Perhaps uh, on top of a Sadie's margarita.
1: A bloody beer. Yes, an N-A bloody beer. But that's coming
0: at you from Encore Extracts. Encore Extracts. Shout out to you guys and your brand new product on Lime Salt. We want to check it out. Get at us and get us some of that so we can try it.
1: Yeah, I'll rim a glass. I'll rim a glass and we'll put something in that glass and then I'll drink that glass. And please,
0: if you all see any innovative products out there that you haven't seen before, let us know. Let us talk about them.
1: Over and out, Chief. Over and out. Let's do this.